If you're a serious investor, not collector, you're a serious investor, you want the thing you want the most, one of the things you want the most that's least understood or appreciated is exit liquidity. Good morning, everyone. I'm Vince Nancy, and this is The Silver Fix for Monday, 1 p.m., recording at 7 a.m. Monday morning. We have several things to go over, and there's a couple topics that you may be interested in circling back later on, but let's get things going right now. All right, so today we're going to talk about the calendar coming up in July. Just touch on that, right? Then we're going to go into uh, the silver extinction story that I posted from a colleague in China, and we'll talk about quickly some follow-up pieces on that. It's a significant story it's worth going into because it's a window into China. We don't have that. You know, I've been working on educating myself more on China and this kind of fell into my lap. Um, I'm going to uh, show you some mining research, some, uh, some good mining research, let's put it that way. And then I wanna talk on what may be important, uh, but I don't think it's been brought up enough, mining coin premiums. In general, not about this is too much or that's a little. That's the market is what the market is. So let's get going. Dots to connect for July. Okay, here we go. The piece that I'm working on, but it'll just serve just as well here. In July, you've got several centralization things happening. You've got FedNow starting in July. That's the CBDC limited launch to see if it works. The BIS, the Bank of International Settlements, uh, the center of all things that is uh, centralized. Uh, their annual report will be launched in June, and it's heavy on centralization of money. We're talking about digital currency. We're talking about you can't spend it on something if it's not registered with them, ultimately. So what they're doing is they're using blockchain, which is a tool that everyone talks about in terms of a decentralization tool. It's a hammer, right? It's a decentralization tool that if centralized in control can extend grasp. It's garbage out, garbage in. It's the same idea. It's just a tool. Um, UBI is being launched. A universal basic income of 1,600 pounds a month is to be trialed in England for the first time in a pilot program. That's England. That's not the US. No, it happens at other countries before it happens here because we're in the best situation. If it works there, then it's an option here. Keep that in mind. You'll see it in California here, probably first in the rural areas. We'll have some reason for it, whether it's justified or not. And there's other things, but those are things I want you to keep in mind. So in July, there's a confluence of events. It's not coincidence. The BIS has their announcement. Uh, the U.S. has its test. And UBI, the, all these things, that, that they're not coincidences. Because policy-wise, these guys get together and they say, all right, we're going to start testing the grounds on this. Let's all make sure that we do it on the same day, on the same page. We don't want to come out and disagree with each other in ranks, just so you know, fine. Okay, and that's how it works. That's how, that's how geopolitics works. Right. That's your dots. Silver extinction story. This is a story that um, there's a, uh, very quickly, uh, there's a, a gentleman by um, Xiao Jin, I think I'm pronouncing his name right. Uh, he's in the industry. He's in the, I think he's in the jewelry industry. I'm not sure. Well, I am sure. I'm not going to say too much. And we've been corresponding on Twitter for a while. And people are 
uh, warming up to him as a source of of uh, Shanghai Exchange data, and that's great. But he's you know more. I sense there was more going on there than just a guy spitting back data. And we started a conversation, and um, we're now collaborating. He wrote a piece. He started sending me some pieces. I started sending him some stuff, and uh, he had one piece that I thought was very interesting, and I wanted to get it out there for everyone. So first off, uh, let me see if I can find his. Here it is. Here he is on Twitter. All right, if you guys are like, where is he, where is he, where is he? Here he is. Uh, it's oriental underscore ghost or by Xiaojin. So that's to follow him. He doesn't have a newsletter. He doesn't have any of that stuff. Uh, what he has is uh, a Twitter. And he's, he's China-based, so it's, this is not an American. Okay, so that's him, right? And the piece that he wrote up was, was about the, uh, his words, extinction, right? My words, peak silver. He's basically saying that uh, China uses X amount of silver, right? And uh, they pull, they, they use X amount of silver. They pull out less than X amount of silver. So they import for the difference. And the amount that they're pulling out of the ground is decreasing. Now, I've, I'm, I'm in the process of challenging him on this. For, for the good reason, you know, like where's the proof, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the things he said to me was, you know, the old uh, elephant joke. He goes, because the data coming out of China is um, on, on, on import export for this year is actually uh, China's slightly uh, exporting this year for the first time in years. And I, I hit him with that. And he said, well, it's the data. The data is the tail of the elephant. You know, one guy's looking at the trunk of the elephant. One guy's touching the leg of the elephant. The whole, you know, where you are in the supply chain on the elephant uh, is, where is how your data is skewed. So he feels that his data is, is uh, more reliable, or let's just say more, um, more thorough or all-encompassing. And we're corresponding more on that. Anyway, I would encourage you to read this. Now, you can read it here, it's unlocked, uh, or you can go to Zero Hedge, which is the same exact post, but it's gonna pull you back here so you can see the PDF. So if you go here, you're gonna get, you're gonna read all this, Right there's the story. Right there's the meat. The meat of it starts. The meat of it starts. Peak China silver. Right, and then if you don't have time or you're busy, just go to the bottom of this and download the PDF. Right, so that's it. I think that's a good story. I think it's a good story for an American because it's a perspective that we don't see. How true it is. I'm sure it's very true. Uh, I've, I've, I wouldn't show this to you if I didn't verify a lot of it. Let's put it that way. Um, he's got other stories. I asked him questions, uh, challenging it, and his responses were frank and prompt. They weren't bullshit. He's not selling me anything. So that's 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 it. We have some follow-up pieces. We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna have. I'm gonna have an interview. We're gonna interview each other. An in-depth silver reserve discussion. Uh, how much China does China truly import and export in silver? That's my challenge, and he's already responded to that. Uh, why do miners short silver? Now, for me. As a as a as a American, I know why they short silver. They're hedging production, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but and, and there's a more to it than that. And he goes into that a little bit more. And we're gonna we're, I'm gonna elaborate on his elaboration. That's it. That's for today. Uh, the next thing I want to show you all is Goldfix is not known for you know when we come on here we talk about silver, but on that on that site it's it's about it's about macro, it's about geopolitics, and it's about gold, right? And I don't have a lot of mining research, frankly. 
And, uh, but I'm getting a little bit lucky. I have a friend, that person's name starts with the letter L, and uh, I, I, thank, I thank that person for this, uh, but uh, I'm getting more mining research now. Now, once upon a time, I was a big understander of miners in the context of not metals, in the context of equities. I was a fundamental analyst. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm actually better now. But I'm going to make these available to people as well. So sign up. I'll give you two weeks premium, and you don't have to put a credit card or anything. Just do it, and uh, you'll get this. Again, this is sponsored by uh, Chris at Arcadia, and it's you know value-added for you guys. Uh, last thing, I want to talk about something I think it's near and dear to everyone's heart, and that is premiums. Now, I don't have a graphic for premiums, so I'll let you watch this. Premiums. Premiums in coins. So we're going to work with three coins, right? We're going to work with American. I'm going to give you use, my examples be American Eagle, uh, Maple Leaf, and, you know, Spider-Man Limited Edition. Okay? Some painted coin. All right. If you're a serious investor, not collector, if you're a serious investor, you want, the thing you want the most, one of the things you want the most that's least understood or appreciated is exit liquidity. Exit liquidity means when you want to get out, can you get out, right? Silver spikes to $500 tomorrow and you don't sell any, you're a moron, right? You're going to sell some. You got to get someone on the phone. You got to get someone who trusts what you have. You've got to be able to do that. You don't saunter into a jeweler. You don't saunter into a coin dealer. You do that. And that's what exit liquidity is about. Now, why do I bring exit liquidity up? Because the most liquid, most universally recognized coin pretty much in the world is the American Eagle. So if you have a billion dollars in Spider-Man coins and you go to sell them, that's not going to be the price, right? Forget about the premium on the way in, on the way out. On the way out, you might not get paid. You might be paid a discount to spot. You have no idea, but it'll be chaos when you want to get out. So if you're collecting collectibles, right? We all have collectibles then buy the Spider-Man coin. But if you're investing, you have to buy something that has exit liquidity. And I'll give you what I did the last time I bought coins. Um, but before we do that, I want to talk a little more about this. It would help to look at the coin market and the premium differentials as real estate. Most of us understand real estate here. Either we own houses or at least we live in one, right? You want to look at silver coins as a neighborhood. And the best house on the block, right, goes up the most. And the second best house goes up the second most, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And when I'm, if you look at it as, a, we're not looking at it as trade, we're looking at it as investing, right? So when a real estate market is overheated, right, the shitty houses collapse first. <clears throat> People stop buying those. And the best house on the block, right? The best house on the block retains, it'll come in as well, but it'll retain its value. So uh, if you're buying into a market, right? People with the most money buy the best house and that's well, a great street. So you, and then before you know it, you've got, you know, you've got three crack kids from, from, I don't know, from Cracklands buying, you know, a, a shed at 200% premium. That's the top of the market. But we're not predicting it. What I'm saying is 
when this whole ocean of housing drops, the best house will still retain premium. It could lose a lot of value, but the premium to spot is there. And that's why if you're investing, you buy a premium, uh, you buy, you buy a respected coin. The best house on the block for investors is the house with the best exit liquidity. When you want to get out, people go, oh yeah, I trust that. They get out. So I want you to keep this in mind. Right now, premiums on coins are dropping, but not on American Eagles and on Maple Leafs. At least not much. And that's what's happening. The real estate market is softening. Okay? Forget about the price of spot. But the real estate market is softening. And so the crap is going to lose its premium first. Now, these guys are going to lose premium, right? Premium's going to come in. Uh, but you have to understand, like, the premium on these coins will not, will probably not go to zero again. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because, because of two big picture reasons, which I'm not going to get, I'll get into, I'll touch on them, right? But the, the reason that the premium will remain, you have to, you know, it's $10 premium. Okay. I think that's crazy, right? But, you know, it, it's, I think that's crazy, but it exists. I can't argue with it. Um, as the, the premium is going to come, it's, oh, it's a $5 premium, I'll buy it. Well, you know, that's, that, don't look at premiums. And, and I'm not saying to buy. I'm saying is, Look at price. I have $20. This is how much I can buy. Don't go out and buy two Spider-Man coins for $20. Buy one American Eagle. You follow me? Um, that's the idea. The idea is don't buy volume by quality when you're allocating based on money that you have. So I'll give you my personal experience. The last time I bought coins was, I don't know, two years ago. And um, uh, American Eagles were trading at like $7 premium. And that's a phenomenon I was not familiar with, admittedly. I went, this is stupid. You know, let me see how real it is. And uh, uh, I went out there and I wanted, I, I told them I wanted to sell. And at the time, at the time, uh, I wanted to sell Maple Leafs. At the time, uh, they were only willing to give me spot. And I went, spot? What are you selling Maple Leafs for? Four and a half bucks over. And I went, Okay, so to my mind, this, this was bullshit, meaning uh, pumping price, pumping premium because a lot of people are just, you know, aping into them. And then a month later, I checked back and, and, and silver uh, uh, American Eagles like $8. And uh, Maple Leafs were four and a half dollars still. So I went, all right, how much can I get for my Maple Leafs that I want to sell? The guy said $3. And I went, over premium, over spot. I went, I went, oh. So this is real. So when the dealer is prepared to pay more than spot for coins to refurbish his inventory, remember he's buying low, he's selling high, he's a bookie, right? When he's willing to spend more, then you know supply is actually getting tighter. So when that happened, when he said, I'll give you three for it, I bought a monster box at 450 over. Now, why did I buy a uh, uh, Canadian as opposed to American? Because I think American Eagles are... <clears throat> They are the most, uh, you can sell them in any country. You know, you're, you're rich, you retire, you move, you know, you're in Singapore, American Eagles are gonna be like, I'll take it. You know, it's like American dollar, right? Why Canadian? Because it's the second most liquid in the world, but the premium is not trading where it should be. So in terms of liquidity, it's almost as liquid as American Eagles. The premium is significantly lower. And I'm not going out there telling you to, buy, telling you to go buy <clears throat> Toronto Maple Leafs. 
Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, you know, you, you get what I'm talking about, right? Um, uh, what I am saying is that if you want value, right? So let's say I have, you know, $10,000 or $15,000. I have $15,000 and, and I say, I, I want to go buy, I'm going to go buy a month or I have, have $20,000. I want to buy a, bo a box of monster, a, bo a monster box of, uh, of coins. And the, uh, the American Eagles, $21,000. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not paying a thousand dollars more for something that I can get for less. So I'm going to go out there. I'm going to go buy uh, uh, Maple Leafs for 20,000. So that thousand dollars in my mind isn't worth it. But at the top end of the sphere, Maple Leafs and Eagles, you don't want to buy anything else. You know, I mean, maybe you do, but, but understand that you're speculating on exit liquidity and you don't want to, you don't want to mess around with that. So uh, that's it. My tip is, my tip is, you pay premium over spot for coins, if you're buying coins, that you expect to hold as investments and don't want any problems getting out when you want to get out. You buy coins that you, I love silver. I also have collectibles, right? You buy collectibles because they're keepsakes. You're giving them away to family but they're not intended as investments except in serious, serious emergency. Family heirlooms, that type of stuff. Grandma's silverware. So that's it. Premiums are dropping. You're going to see American Eagle premiums drop. They're not going to drop like everything else. That's the, that's the key here. You know, uh, The Spider-Man coin premium will drop all the way to zero, right? The American Eagle premium will drop, you know, like 30%. Uh, the, uh, the, um, uh, the Maple Leaf will drop, you know, 40%. But for my, for my money, if, I, if I'm buying coins, I'm buying those too. If I'm buying something to give to my grandkids for fun, you know, Captain Marvel shit, I'll get them one of those. And dealers will give away those at spot to entice you uh, to open for a bigger account. And that's fine. That's, that's a fair deal. Just know what you're getting involved in. Uh, I'm Vince. Let's look at the markets very quickly. Silver's in an uptrend. I'm sorry. Silver's in, an up, silver's in a downtrend of an uptrend. Put it that way. Um, this line here, just to make it very simple for you, this is a daily chart, this is a weekly chart. On a weekly basis, we hugged this line, broke it, rejected, came back above. Okay, so when it went below here, you're nervous. When it went back up above here, you're okay. Now we're clearly, uh, you could say, oh, this is a bull flag, this is that. We're not doing that nonsense. We're talking about weeks here, right? So until it gets above this line, you're not hopeful for anything. In fact, you shouldn't be hopeful for anything. You should be saying, this doesn't matter because there's, no more silver. Now, <clears throat> one thing I want to leave you with, just so you know, I'm not just like, there's no silver. There's two sources of silver that you're not seeing yet. One is scrap. And yeah, everyone, oh, we're exhausted. No, you're not. They're not exhausting the scrap. Scrap gets exhausted at a price. And then we get to another price and scrap comes out of the woodwork. And then that hits the market. And then we get to another price. So there's scrap out there. It's just not worth their while to pull it out of the ground yet or pull it out of the whatever, someone's basement yet. So I just be aware of that. We're not near that. That's not a problem. The other thing is technology in my, in my education on this stuff, technology is, um, is they're getting better. Here's the, here's the cool thing about this. As we use more silver in solar panels, they're getting more clever with spreading thinner coats, paste. So we double the silver, we, the double the solar panels are used. We cut back on the amount of silver we use. So eventually, 
eventually they think they're offsetting it, but they're not. What they're doing is they're just creating more demand. The lower the cost of a solar panel, the more affordable it is to the common man. The more affordable it is to the common man, the more they buy. You've got unlimited buying out there of these things, right? You've got limited silver that you can spread thin. You can only spread it so thin until it just doesn't work anymore. That's it. I'm Vince. Have a great day for Arcadia Economics and uh, give you a comment on today's move, uh, movement. Number one, interesting because copper's down. Number two, uh, I don't really look at it as a correlation with the dollar today. I'm looking at this as last week, silver was oversold, right? Gold was oversold, right? Here's like, here's the channel. Here, I'll give you a little stretch here. Here's the channel, silver, we broke. Uh, that's gold, let's go, let's do silver. Gold's easier to see actually because silver's stronger right now. So here's your channel. We broke out of it, right? Well, and we're back at the edge. So we get in here, we can run back up to 2450. Don't get crazy about it yet, but just, just look at it as a channel lower, uh, but stronger than gold in this area, rejects it, and now on the edge of going back in. So it goes back into it, expect it to go back up. I won't get crazy about this until there's news. Between now and October, between now and October, you do not expect the metals to go higher. Between August and October, you expect the metals to go lower. Between October and February, you expect the metals to go higher. I'm Vince. Have a great day.